settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we are talking about gaining your power back and getting over him. Yes, that's right. If you need to get over someone right now, whether it be a relationship breakup or a situationship ending, then you need to listen up. By the end of this episode, you are going to have your full power back. You are going to be back in control and you are going to be fully over him. I mean, I guess I really shouldn't guarantee results results may vary but this is a good one I'm going to tell you exactly how to stop romanticizing men how to stop falling for a version of them that you created in your head when you literally decided that you know you're gonna go for his potential or you're gonna see him for more than what he's even showing you we're gonna go over the question that you need to ask yourself after a breakup And we're going to go over the three steps to stepping back into your power and remembering who the fuck you are. So there's lots of specifics, lots of tangible tips in here. So get your notebooks ready, ladies, because we are going in on this one. First things first, let's talk about how to get over any guy and to not romanticize any guy who's that like, low effort, low interest man, someone who just doesn't step up, someone who just doesn't get it. The ones that, like I said, we romanticize and create a version in our head. Here's how we're going to get over them. It's by knowing that you want these two things. These two things need to be at the absolute forefront for you in a relationship. One, the feeling of safety and two, the feeling of reciprocated desire meaning that you want me as much as I want you. So safety is as follows. It's basically security. When you feel safe with someone, you know that you're never going to feel like you're asking for too much. You're never going to feel annoying. You'll know I can be 100% vulnerable, 100% myself, 100% genuine. I will never fear saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. I will never fear scaring them away because this is my person. It's meant to be. So I can always communicate my feelings to them without judgment or without fear of them, you know, like breaking up with me. They know me. They accept me. They want me for exactly who I am. So that's what feeling safe is like. Having zero doubts about someone, questioning, you know, their motives or their intentions, none of that. Um, Just knowing for sure that you are safe and secure in this relationship. No questions asked. And then the other, feeling equally desired, is as follows. I should never go a week being sad that I really want to see you, but you haven't asked to see me, or you bail on our plans, or we make plans, but you're late to confirming them. You don't seem excited about them. It seems like, oh yeah, let me let me let you know. Like I might be able to, like it seems like you're almost waiting to see if something better comes up or comes around. You put plans with your friends first. All of those things... That's what you would not feel if someone, you know, is truly desiring you. Those are the things that you would feel if, you know, they don't want you as much as you want them. So feeling reciprocated means that you're always making an effort to see me. You show how excited you are to be around me, to speak to me, to call me, to talk to me. You always want to be in my company. I will never feel like this is one-sided. I will never feel insecure about 
how much I like you because I will fully feel like you feel the same way toward me and you want me just as much. You make it an effort to show me love in my love language. You make an effort to do things without me even having to ask or if there is something that I really truly want or desire that I do ask about, um, I only have to ask once. You know, I'm, I never have to ask again. Once I ask you, you make a mental note of it. You know that I like this or you know I don't like this if I ask you to stop doing something, whatever it might be. And that's what happens moving forward because you genuinely care about me, making me happy, putting me first, prioritize, prioritizing my needs, prioritizing this relationship. You never make me feel like I am in this more than you are. And it feels like a true divine partnership. Now, if I don't feel safe or if I don't feel fully desired, then I know this relationship is not meant for me because those are my needs. And I know that my fate is not to not have my needs met. I know that it is not my destiny to be with a person who can't fulfill my needs. That just simply doesn't make sense. I am 100% confident that the person I am meant to be with will make me feel safe and wanted. I'm 100% confident that I would never be in a relationship with someone who makes me feel insecure, makes me doubt myself, makes me feel unsure, or has me feeling like I am way more involved in this or I care way more than they do. That just doesn't make sense in my head, nor should it make sense in your head. So if that were the case, if this relationship was lacking that feeling of true safety or true desire, why would I want it? It's not for me. So why would I force something that doesn't, that isn't a natural, effortless, seamless fit for me? Why would I want what's not for me? Why would I want what doesn't want me bad enough? Why would I try to make that be the thing for me? Why would I try to make this be meant for me? Why would I settle for it? Knowing that I'll never be fully happy, knowing that my needs will never be fully met, Why would I want that? And why do you want that? If you are going through a situation where someone, you know, if any of those things came up for you, where where any of that feels familiar or sounds familiar, if you're going through that, why would you want that? The problem is that a lot of people prioritize surface level things over their true deepest desires. But if you prioritize those two things and your other deepest true desires, whatever you need to make you feel loved, whatever you need to make you feel secure, if you prioritize those things over how cute they are or how funny they are or how rich they are or how much fun you have with them or how good the chemistry is or how good the sex is, if you prioritize these things over those things, then you will never waste your time with these men again. And they will get easier and easier and easier to get over because you will be conscious about it. You will be, you know, completely aware. You'll be self-aware. You will be aware of them. You'll be socially aware. You will just be much more, you'll just be living much more consciously, which as I always say, that's a huge goal for my clients in my coaching programs. I say it on TikTok. I say it in Reels. I say it in my sponsored ad here that I have for my coaching. Like living consciously is at the forefront of everything. I talk about it in like almost every single week like of my sessions I talk about mindful practicing mindfulness and mindful living and conscious living and when you are mindful about 
you know, what your true desires are when you are fully aware and conscious of what you need to feel loved and safe and safe and secure and all of the things, then you will prioritize that over surface level shit. So now this is the perfect segue because now we're going to talk about the three things you need to gaining your power back. And we're going to piggyback off of where I just left off. So step number one when it comes to gaining your power back. Realize the difference between how you feel about them versus how they actually make you feel. Right now, the way you feel about him might be based on those qualities I just mentioned. He's cute, funny, good chemistry, he's charming, he's nice, whatever. All of those things have nothing to do with you. You like that person based on those things. You like them based on everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. So now, if we do make it about you, and if your feelings were to change based on how they actually make you feel, hmm, wouldn't feel too great, huh? They won't commit to you. They don't always answer your calls or your texts, or they make you feel like you're annoying them or you're asking for too much. You feel insecure about them. You know that they're talking to other girls. So how they actually make you feel should determine how you do feel about them. So let's separate those two things. Don't like them based on those qualities about them that make them, you know, charming or whatever. Like them based on how they make you feel. Number two, start seeing their lack of desire and lack of interest in you as unattractive. It should be unattractive to you that he doesn't desire commitment or a relationship with you. It should be unattractive that he refuses to meet your standards. He refuses to make you happy and fulfill your needs. He doesn't see how fucking amazing that you are. All of those things should be undesirable to you. It should be a turnoff that he isn't as sure about you as you are about him. This has always been a really big thing for me. Like I have never liked guys who don't like me back. I'm sure when I was younger, there were guys, yeah, that like obviously I liked more than they liked me, but I didn't actively pursue it. Like I wouldn't be the one to like call them or text them. Like if I don't hear from you, that's it. You'll never hear from me again. If you don't treat me right, that's it. You'll never hear from me again. So I really never put up with like that much bullshit maybe when I was like really young, like high school. But in my adulthood, anyone that ever showed me a lack of interest in me or a lack of desire in me, it was a huge turnoff and it was really unattractive. Meaning like going back to how I said they, you know, they don't commit or say they bail on plans, whatever. Like if a guy was not a man of his word, very unattractive. So if a guy had asked me out or, you know, talked this whole game of I want to take you here, I want to do that. And he said these things but then didn't actually do it. He didn't actually follow up. He didn't actually make the plans or he didn't actually pursue me the way that he made it seem like he he was going to pursue me. I never once would dwell on what he said. If you don't do, then I don't give a fuck what you said. And to me, it is unattractive that you would say something and not follow up and not be a man of your word. But that all comes from a lack of interest. Girls, if someone likes you, you will know. If someone really wants to be with you, they will be urgent about it. There will be no confusion. 
There will be no downtime. They will, they're not going to wait for the right time to call you or text you. I think about guys that I have met who have literally been like, as soon as I go home or whatever, say that they're texting me when after I meet them out, who will be like, what are you doing tomorrow? Like they're not going to wait to text me till next week. And if I go out with someone and I don't hear from them after the date within honestly a day, I already assume that they're not interested. Because if we go out on a date and you have this amazing time with me and now you are really interested in me and you enjoyed, you know, my my company, my presence and you want more of it, why would you wait 3-4 days to follow up and be like, "Hey, what what are you doing next week?" No. You would maintain that energy. You would want to keep it going. You would be urgent and persistent and consistent. And any time that I went out with someone who I didn't hear from straight away, turn off. And if I did hear from them like a few days later or whatever, I wouldn't even answer. Because I'm just like, you're not urgent enough for me. You're not excited enough about me as I would like you to be. And... Maybe I'm a little quicker than most, but none of those guys are banging down my door. So I would say that I had a pretty good gut feeling. I had a pretty good, you know, intuitive thought there. My intuition was pretty on point because if any of those guys that I maybe quickly, you know, discarded and got rid of, if any of them really did truly desire me, but they just were really, truly that busy, oh yeah, for the next three days, then they would have pursued me a whole lot harder. But instead... If they go ahead and text me four days after a date, hey, and I don't answer them saying, hey, I never even hear from them again. They don't call me. They don't text me. So what? You're going to tell me he was super defeated, super let down because I didn't answer his hey? No. If he said hey and didn't hear from me and really wanted to make the move, then he would just call me. (laughs) Duh. It's that simple. He would text me again. He'd say like, hey, sorry, I texted you the other day, like, you know, not saying anything like I've been really busy, but I actually do want to make plans like let's get together. Or, you know, he really would be a man and just call me the fuck up. Like I, I would I would think that that would be the way to go. But that's not the reality. So to me, I'm like, oh, so you literally texted me a few days later because you were bored realized oh, I could go out with that girl again and thought that you were just going to conveniently hit me up and I was going to be available. Nope. Unattractive. If you are not 100% interested, if you are not totally, you know, sure that you desire me and you're not urgent about it, unattractive. So with that being said, talking about not answering, this one, the third tip here is probably the most important because this is the most tangible. Okay, girls, let's talk. Did you know I offer private confidence coaching? I'm a mentor for women who want to raise the bar and embrace their highest self. I help women go from settling to believing they can have it all. My mission is to show you how to trust in yourself, embody confidence, and genuinely believe it. No fake it till you make it included. My goal is to give you the tools to strengthen your mindset, improve your self-awareness and self-esteem, and live consciously. If you are ready to commit to life-changing growth, then my program is for you. I offer 8- and 12-week confidence and personal development coaching programs, and I also have an option for business coaching if you have a business that you are looking to elevate. Now, what's in it for you? Weekly 60-minute one-on-one Zoom calls, affirmations and homework for your needs and goals, weekly or bi-weekly accountability check-ins, unlimited messenger support during office hours, and more. 
my clients' testimonials share that they have seen results as early as their first session. All you need is to be willing and able to invest in yourself spiritually, financially, and mentally to become the best version of you. The link is in the show notes or my social media profile bios to inquire. Now, if you're not ready to make that investment, then join me in the Confidence Club, a members-only platform that sends daily content from me, including exclusive episodes of For the Girls. I created a monthly subscription platform to build a community of people seeking personal development resources and training at an affordable price. You can expect daily text messages, video messages, and voice messages that will include exclusive mini podcast episodes, journal prompts and worksheets, confidence and mindset advice, Q&A days, and more value-packed posts full of tips and guidance. Subscribers will also have access to the Confidence Club exclusive Facebook group to connect and interact daily. This membership is typically $49.99 a month, but you could use code for the girls to get it for only $19.99 a month. You'll head to hdly.me forward slash Victoria or find the link in the show notes. And at checkout, make sure not to miss the add code option at the top right hand corner to insert code for the girls for $30 off. Subscribers can cancel at any time and are not locked into a commitment. So again, check out the show notes or my social media bios for the links to inquire about private coaching or to join the Confidence Club. And this is going no contact. Yep, that's right. Stop being available. Make it hard for them to reach you. A whole lot harder than you've been making it. I mean, right now, you have no power No power even over yourself. Forget power over them. You don't even have the damn power over yourself because you give them 24-7 access to you. If they call, you answer. If they text, you answer. If they ask if you're free at the literal last minute, 8 p.m. on a freaking Friday night, hey, you free? You go. You say, yeah, I'm free. You prioritize conveniencing them. You want to make things easier for them. You want to be available for them just for them to turn around and then inconvenience you and say, never mind. You prioritize answering them right away. And then you don't even hear from them until three hours later. They'll literally text you to do something or to catch up, whatever. Then you don't hear from them. You answer them. They don't answer you. Then they're like three hours, four hours later, a day later. Oh, sorry. I got caught up. I got busy last night. Something came up. And then you're right back to answering them again. And it's the same cycle over and over. And you're making yourself so available for them just in case the dynamic is going to change. But it never does. Quite frankly, you make yourself so available for them that you actually will keep your Friday night or your Saturday night open. You will actually miss out on fun plans or tell people like, Not sure if I'm going to be free yet. Like you want to keep it open, keep the options open just in case he calls you. Just in case, again, he makes those last minute plans with you. And then when he doesn't, now you're stuck sitting in on the weekend, watching him out partying on his stories, watching your friends out partying on their stories. You sat in in hopes of plans to show up and they don't. It's easy to feel like he likes you when he always comes back around. 
it's easy to feel like, oh, yeah, they always come back because you hear from him once a month or you don't hear from him. And then all of a sudden, bang, he's right back in your inbox. So it's easy to feel like he has some level of interest in you. But the truth is, he just has easy access to you. So obviously, he's going to take advantage of it. If you go no contact, see and observe if they even try to be a part of your life when it's not as easy, if it's not as convenient for them. I mean, think about it. Imagine this to be like a bus route. If you are just a convenient bus stop along the route, then he's going to pass you anyway. So of course, he's going to take his chance. But if he's got to go off track, if he's got to go off course, off the route and go a different route to find you, Will he go out of his way? Will he still look for you if you're not as easily accessible? Think about that. Chances are, if he has to switch things up to get your attention, he won't. Because it's not as convenient. And there are plenty of other options out there. I mean, look at the dating apps these days. There's literally hundreds of single people at your fingertips. So if you're not around, somebody else will be. It's all about the convenience. You gotta go no contact and you gotta make it harder for them. And then watch what happens. Now after all of that, if you still find yourself struggling, here's the question that you need to ask yourself to get over him for real. If the two top things don't work about how I mentioned, um, you know, desiring safety and security, and desiring feeling you know equally wanted and reciprocated feelings if that doesn't work if these three tips on gaining your power back if that doesn't work you got to go the route of this question and if this doesn't work shit I mean I don't know what to tell you what what were you dating Jesus and his damn self I mean all of these things should help you get over any low effort low interest loser who is not stepping up to the plate So if this does not help, this final straw here, (laughs) I don't know, girl, go to therapy. I don't know because you're going to need professional advice. It's not going to come from a a damn confidence coach, a self-proclaimed coach. That's for sure. (laughs) You're going to need to go to somebody a lot stronger than me for this because this, I think that these are some pretty good tips. Anyway, let's get to the actual question. Now, When I asked myself this question, when I was in need, I really sat on the answer. And my answer was no. And once I answered that question, I never even thought about being with any of these guys ever again. The question is this. If I was not physically or sexually attracted to this man, would I want to be friends with him? No. His actions don't match his words. He never does anything he says he's going to do. He can't commit in any way. There's like zero level of commitment at all. He bails on plans. He has bad communication skills. He doesn't treat me right. He doesn't acknowledge my worth or my value. He doesn't treat me the way I deserve. So why would I be friends with you? I would never voluntarily hang out with you platonically or consider you a good friend When you are not a good friend to me. I hold my friends to much higher standards than that. I hold my friends to much higher standards than only wanting to see me when it's convenient for them. 
or only wanting to be my friend when they don't have better options. My friends are committed friends. My friends are full-time friends. They don't bail on me. They're honest with me. They know my worth. They treat me right. They don't wait for better options to come around. They make me feel good about myself. They're empowering. They're uplifting. They're kind. They have good intentions at all times. So if you are not that, and if you make me doubt myself or second-guess myself, then no, I wouldn't be friends with you. The problem is that romantic spark. That chemistry, the connection, the physical attraction, it keeps us interested. It keeps us wanting more. And quite frankly, it allows men or certain people to remain in our lives longer than they should have. When they showed you the tr- their true colors the first time, they should have been gone. But we didn't even know about this question. So we didn't even think about it like this. We, tend, we have a tendency to repaint people's you know, true colors when they show them to us and ever since thinking about this question that's it your colors are your colors I'm not about to get a paint bucket and a paintbrush and try to change you when you make me feel insecure once that should be the end of it I would never put up with a bad platonic girlfriend or a bad platonic friend who makes me feel bad about myself in in any way shape or form so why would I put up with it for someone who's supposed to yes be a friend to me while also getting romantic or intimate access attached to it romantic relationships require a genuine friendship don't forget it that's the baseline that's the foundation So if I wouldn't consider you a genuine friend, there's no way I could be in a relationship with you. You have to have a friendship before or within a relationship. So ask yourself, if I was not physically or sexually attracted to this man, would I want to be friends with him? Would I want him in my life? The answer is most likely no. And the cons usually outweigh the pros. If you listen to my last episode, which was an amazing episode, it is the unity of celibacy and divine masculinity with uh, women's coach Victoria Duvall. At the very end, I do my Dear Victoria segment as per usual. I'm very excited that I've been doing this now. And it's a girl asking, you know, my advice or my input on if she should be, you know, in this relationship. And she says, oh, let me give you the pros and cons. And she's like, trust me, I know that the cons are really bad, but the pros make it really hard to leave. And I'm like, girl, these cons knock these pros out of the park. (laughs) What is the question here? So usually... You know, sometimes I I have people say like, I would be his friend. I would be his friend. And then when I really break it down with them and I'm like, okay, so tell me about him. Tell me how he's made you feel. Tell me your worst experiences with him. Well, you know, my worst experience was like he would, I don't know, I'm going to make something up. He would manipulate me, you know, sometimes when he wasn't in the mood, but like when he was good, like it was so good, but like. Sometimes he was just having a bad day and he would take it out on me. And then like I would feel like I was responsible, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so that's your, that's the con that you're saying isn't that much of a con. And yes, I would still be friends with him. Like, why would you want to be friends with someone who treats you like that? 
why would you want to be friends with someone who gaslights you or manipulates you or makes you doubt yourself or makes you take the blame for their own problems why would you uh consider someone to be a good friend who is okay with you holding their burdens and taking care of them when they can't even take care of themselves friends don't want that for friends so mm, are you sure And then usually by the time that we get all the way through these questions and these layers, they're like, you're right. I wouldn't want them as a friend. So something to really think about. Like I said, if these tips didn't help, you must have been with Jesus Christ himself. Now, with that all being said, let's get into today's Dear Victoria segment. Dear Victoria, I recently broke up with my boyfriend this Sunday. That was two days before our anniversary, which sucks and has really been affecting me. He's completely blocked me from everything, phone number included. I broke up with him because he would be cruel towards me when he was upset. Parentheses. It was usually over something not related to me. Close parentheses. This has been a common theme for the last seven months and I was tired of being disrespected so I ended things. It has been absolutely killing me that I've lost him. He couldn't hold a job because he wasn't, if he wasn't interested... Okay, sorry. He couldn't hold a job because if it wasn't interesting to him, then he doesn't care. He wouldn't show me attention unless he wanted a convo to do with him. What the fuck am I reading? He told me he doesn't want me talking about work because he doesn't care. Besides those things, everything else was great. Guys, can I just say something that I don't read the Dear Victoria questions until I open them? So everything I just said in this episode, I actually did not say with the intention of reading this question. I literally go through the email and I open them in the order I receive them and just say them on here. So they are not pre-read. I don't have a script for them. I don't have an answer already like put together in my head, premeditated, nothing like that. Like I literally open them and completely like freestyle it right here, right now. So the fact that I'm reading this after just saying all of these things, I'm like mind blown. So this episode might help before I even have to answer the question. Um, Yeah, so I just go in order as I receive these emails. So this is the one I'm on. Anyway, let's go back. I can't even fathom this. Besides those things, everything else was great. But I know deep down, I left him to respect myself. As you fucking should. I don't know how to move on from the person. I've moved on from the relationship. I'm pretty sure of that. I miss him so much, but I know he probably hates me now from breaking things off. And I just want to stop constantly thinking about him if he really isn't worth it. This was the first man I've ever truly loved, but I just couldn't take the disrespect anymore. But I feel like I've lost something so good. I don't know how. And I need someone to talk sentence to me. Ha ha, here I am. I've never been so confused in my life than I am right now, and I'm just so tired of crying every day about him. Thank you if you can help me. Okay whoa 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 so I don't want to be repetitive I don't want to repeat the things that I've said in this episode I think that all of these things you know should help you but let me just say this I I know how you point out like this is the person I've loved the most where is it she says something like yeah this is the first man I've ever truly loved girls sometimes a relationship is not meant 
to be forever. It's not meant to be the one that lasts forever. Like you can truly love someone and the relationship can end and you can heal and you can move on and you can find better. A lot of girls really struggle to move on from relationships because say it is that their first love or it's their biggest love that they've had they don't have anything else to compare it to they don't come from that abundant mindset they're coming from a mindset of this is the only one this is the only one I've ever loved or this is the biggest one I've ever loved and so you're like you can't imagine loving more or loving harder or you know experiencing this love again but the truth is like you will find better. You will find love again because all of these, the, the disrespect, all of these terrible things outweigh the fact that this was someone that you loved once upon a time. I mean, you said that this is a reoccurring theme for seven months. This sounds like seven months of depression, misery, torture. And now you're torturing yourself thinking that you've lost something. But you only feel like you've lost something because of how he's reacting. Because now he's blocking you. He's like, fuck you. He hates you, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, oh my God, like, how did this just happen? So now you're like, you're second guessing yourself and you're thinking that you did something wrong, but that's just manipulation. You didn't do anything wrong. Like you said, you left to respect yourself. You're standing up for yourself. You have to have love for yourself. So if he doesn't want you to respect yourself, and he's mad at you for putting yourself first, then quite frankly, he doesn't genuinely love you. He might love the idea of you. He might love the idea of your relationship and he might miss the relationship and he might miss you, but he doesn't have genuine, true, undying, devoted love for you because if he did, then he would want you to take care of yourself. He would want you to respect yourself and he would want you to put yourself first and treat yourself the only reason why he's lashing out and reacting this way is because he thought that he would be able to manipulate you, control you, and have this hold over you forever. And right now, you are giving him that upper hand. I mean, he literally wouldn't talk to you unless it had to do with him. He told you he didn't care about your job, so he didn't want to talk about work. I can't even fathom all the things that you said. He lashes out on you, whatever. Then you're like, everything else was great, though. Think about what I just mentioned about the pros and the cons. I mean, these cons heavily outweigh the pros. So I want you to know and understand that you made the right choice. Your entire focus right now needs to be on your soul searching, your inner healing, your self-worth, coming to terms with who you fully are, and so on and so forth. Because... If you put any more focus or value into him and this relationship, you are going to drive yourself crazy and that's why you are confused. So there's no confusion here for me. This is clear as day. Clear as day. Stop the crying. It's okay to cry in the beginning. Obviously, when you miss a relationship, it's like, oh my God, what just happened, you know? But think about things as they are now. And as they have been for the past seven months, not about how they were in the beginning in the easy, effortless honeymoon phase where everything was fun and whatever. And then once once shit got real, now all of a sudden you've gone through a, a lot of disrespect. Think of things like that and stop the tears because quite frankly, you lost nothing and you gained everything. You gained self-love, self-respect, self-awareness, self-esteem, self-care. 
and so much more. And I just know that so many better things are, you know, coming for you. And that's really it. I just gave a friend some advice the other day who was like talking about a guy. I'm like, give him a funeral, like a mental funeral. Like you could even physically do it with your friends. You could literally put a picture of him pretending that he's legit dying. And I'm not even kidding. I'm not trying to be like a smart ass. I'm not trying to sound like whatever. Like I really mean like just let him be dead to you. Out of sight, out of mind. He blocked you. Cool, block him back mentally like kill him off like a character in in a tv show do it in your head and just allow your life to go on without him and i can't wait for you to find better so that is all if anyone wants to ask me a question or submit their scenarios or whatever you need advice on to my dear victoria segment please email me at victoria.forthegirlspodcast at gmail.com And that is all we have for this week. I'll see you all next time, girls. 